Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, hello, episode 177. Why you end up in dead end relationships. Dead end relationships, the relationships that are going nowhere. They're going to die. They're going to die. <laughs> they're going nowhere and they're going nowhere fast. Or you're driving around the cul-de-sac over and over and over and over and over again, expecting things to be different. And as you know, there's many things that Kate and I are passionate about on this podcast. And we see this time and time again. We hear this time and time again. And, you know, what I really care about is breaking free from women thinking they're supposed to go on a ride for somebody else's plan. Mm. Right. So how about the first reason you end up in dead end relationships is because you don't fucking say what you want when you're dating someone. You start dating, hoping to be chosen, hoping he's got a plan for his life and that he's going to take you somewhere rather than everyone's so afraid to say what they want. I don't understand this because you end up in the dead end relationship because you're not being authentic and truthful about what you're looking for and what you're wanting and where you're going in your life. And then saying, are we going the same place? Right. We, we have the same vision together. So that's the first behavior I want to acknowledge and why you end up in dead end relationships. Stop trying to get on somebody else's train and then, okay, wait, the second behavior is you choose a man who's going nowhere. I was going to say, stop dating a man who plays video games and smokes weed. Ser well, All seriously. Day. All day. Seriously. But that That's exactly If it. he's going nowhere, you're going nowhere. So pay before you, you know, start, please, this is not an advocacy for like date one to be like, this is what I want. I want to get married. I want to have a kid. I want to go to this, but it's to date and start asking questions and paying attention to how this man talks about his life. Where is he going? Does he have ambitions and dreams and passions? What, it, how is he showing up in his life? Because if he's not doing jack shit for his life, he is definitely not taking you anywhere. And there's a lot of women who either hop on someone else's train or they take a loser dead end man on their super powerful, successful train that's going somewhere. Everyone matters. A loser dead end man that plays video games and smokes weed all day. Um, but yeah, in exactly. In all seriousness, I think that, um, you know, if there's behaviors that keep occurring over and over again, that really don't feel good to you. For example, something I consistently hear from women is this, um, you know, frustration with a man not showing up and not being consistent and being like, you know, table scraps kind of, 
he gives her a tiny bit and then he disappears. He gives her a tiny bit more and then he disappears. And there's this frustration that he's not showing up. And, and I see women all the time that want to have another talk with him and want to get serious and want to like discuss where this is going or not going and what, and the guy won't even show up for the freaking conversation and let alone show up in other ways. And this, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. That's Maya Angelou. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. Like if someone isn't consistent and consistency is important to you and that matters to you. For me, like I have consistency in all my friendships and also in all my relationships. And if someone doesn't message me back, I'm not like, oh my God, they're mad at me or I hate them for not messaging. I'll just call them or, you know, message them to get clarification. But consistency is important. And I think of when I was dating before um, my current relationship, the what made Patricio stand out, one of the many, many, many things is he always showed up so consistently. And it just like was, it was very clear that he had feelings for me and that I had feelings for him. And of course, in the beginning, it was like, we don't know each other. So there was no story attached to it as in terms of expectations or owing each other anything, but we both kept showing up consistently, which felt really nice and which allowed the relationship to progress. Whereas I dated another guy and he didn't, he, he, you know, he'd message, but there was no, there was no depth. There was no, there was nothing like there was in the beginning, he had so much curiosity. And then after a few weeks, the curiosity dwindled. And then it was just, it was just like, okay, this isn't, it's not going anywhere rather than what most women do. And what I certainly used to do is like just wishing for that other person to be different. So instead of, instead of being like, oh, you know what, actually, maybe this isn't aligned. There's this like desire to, okay, there's this person in front of me and these few things are good. So now I need to mold them into or convince them to be someone else or try and get something from them. If you feel like you're trying to get something from the person you're dating or the person you're in a relationship with, that is your inner child and your saboteur trying to get something from them rather than you being the sovereign woman and being like, you know what, hearing from you once a week actually doesn't feel good or having you say, let's go out on Friday and then cancel three weeks in a row is a no for me, but I wish you well. And, you know, maybe we can be friends in the future, but this actually doesn't feel aligned for a romantic relationship. So the behavior is the tolerating what you don't want and then feeling victimized by it. Like to, mm. that, that frustration. Yeah. And I'm also plugging our other episode about how to get him to show up for you. Cause that's an unbelievable episode. But if you are constantly frustrated by someone not doing what you want them to do, start pointing the finger back at you, right? Yes. I'm frustrated because I'm the one staying in this dynamic with someone who is not who I want them to be. So please don't call that love. If you constantly are wanting someone to change, but you tolerate, right? You get what you tolerate. And so the raising your standards is actually how you stop ending up in dead end relationships. And you start setting the standard for the kind of people who get to be in your world. You know, I was laughing um, with some girlfriends this weekend about my standard for dating me was like, if you were interested in me, right? Like I never even thought, oh, do I like you? Do I do, who are you in the world? How do you show up? It was like, no, I just was settling for companionship. And a lot of women are better in that idea of like, something is better than nothing, you know? Um, but that that's really clear, you know, another behavior that lays you to dead end relationships is 
someone says, I don't want a relationship and you keep dating them, (laughs) right? Like the guy is transparent about what he wants or what he has to give. And you say, okay, when that's not something that works for you. And then you are wondering why the relationship's going nowhere and you're deeply dissatisfied. But that, that, you know, common theme of victimizing oneself, like, and I, and I think I really want to expand on this because the thing that drives me insane is that woman. So the example you just gave, right. Of a woman who's frustrated with a guy not showing up. What do you think all of her girlfriends do when she tells them? right? Oh, he's an idiot. He's not right. They start berating him. No one ever looks at her and says, so why are you dating him, babe? Right. Sounds like this isn't working for you. Women are so quick to jump on the man for doing something wrong. How about what if he's not doing anything wrong? What if he's actually just showing up the way he's showing up? And then we have to decide if that works for us. Cause there always has to be a villain. So long as there has to be a villain, there will be a victim. Yes. Rather than I'm making choices. Yeah. And he, you know, if he wants to smoke weed and play video games all day, he gets to, he gets to like, that's the thing we have this. And that's one of the core drivers of the saboteur is righteousness is being right. And that's what drives gossip. That's what drives like judgment, complaining victim mentality is that we're constantly looking at the world around us to blame the world for our circumstances and for how we feel, but there's nowhere to go from there. It's like that guy, whether you've dated him for five minutes or five months or five years, he gets to be who he is and who he's showing up as. And you being in the energy of trying to get something from him is, is going to make it so much more unlikely for him to ever show up in that way. Like he's actually going to show up if, if anything's ever going to change in a relational dynamic, that's already set. It's going to be from you showing up differently with and for yourself. When you are showing up differently within yourself, rather than thinking you're supposed to get this thing from them. I've seen this with so many clients where they do the work on themselves. They come to the immersion, especially after the immersion in Greece, women often, almost always that are in relationships by the end of the experience are like, Oh my God, I got to leave my husband. Like what my relationship's over. There's no way I can go home. So expanded and fit back into that little box And the practice is always bring your heroine, bring your soul self, bring all of this magnetism and all of this wild expression of who you are into your marriage, bring that into your relationship, bring that into your job and then see what happens. Because if you're just like, oh, the relationship's wrong, I need to go over there, then you're just going to find the same, you know, get into a new relationship and then six months, a year down the road, be in the same predicament. So if you can shift how you're showing up within the dynamic, sometimes dynamics shift. It's absolutely possible. Now, if you're attached to it shifting, probably it's not going to (laughs) happen. It really has to happen with your commitment being, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to grow and to show up differently. And guess what? When you're fully in your queen, that sovereign woman, that heroine in your inside of your relationship, and the guy is a deadbeat or he's not showing up or the, the woman, whoever you're with, if the person is not showing up, but you're thriving and you're feeling really good in your life and inside of yourself, you will be like, oh, this no longer fits. It, it's going to look so different from that place. So get to that place, whether you choose to leave and, and commit to devoting rebuilding your relationship with you and how you're treating yourself and where you're coming from within yourself, or you do it inside of the relationship, know that 
either you'll be crystal clear that they're not right for you and you'll have the courage to leave or you will the relationship will naturally alchemize transform and you'll be like what the hell this guy like how is he what how is he show i've i've seen that so many times even with people's like in-laws or like you know people that you completely least expect it because in all of your relationships, the common denominator is you. You're inside of all of them. So your savager is going to want to blame everyone else for being assholes or being avoidant or being disconnected. But like you are part of that dynamic. So that and stop blaming yourself. Like yeah, another another yourself. behavior that you know doesn't work. Like I keep thinking about that. You know, ending up in dead end relationships. I'm thinking more of the people that end up like three month things, you know, or like yeah. there's no commitment for a long period of time, because yes. of course, if you are already committed to someone, that relationship has some solidity, like that's, that is going somewhere, but this is the person who maybe cycling in like three months fade out or has been with a guy for five years that won't make a commitment and anymore. And you're deeply unhappy, but this, this, you know, I'm, I recently have been so unbelievable, like fired up about how many women blame themselves for their man's behavior. Right. Mm -hmm. So we have to like, watch out yes. for this. Okay. Like, how do you stay centered in? I am responsible for me and how I'm showing up, but if he's not showing up, it's not because of me. No. Right. Like we have to watch out for, Oh, if I change, then he'll change. You know, like that's, that's just like, I love that you made sure you added the like, please don't be attached to it changing. Right. It's when I'm showing up for myself because I want to be different. And the last behavior around why you end up in dead end relationships is because you keep making excuses for your partner or you keep making excuses for men. And, you know, Kate and I went back and forth on whether or not to do a whole episode on all the excuses we make for women make for men, but we're going to address it this way around, you know, anytime you're making an excuse for why he's not showing up, right? Oh, well, I just understand that he has trauma. He just had a really difficult childhood. He's, yeah. you know, really struggling at his job. You're not treating someone like an adult. And I know that this is incredibly hard in the culture that we live in right now. After having a baby, I'm actually really clear that we have insane expectations on how babies are supposed to behave and then very low expectations on how grown ass adults are supposed to behave. And we treat adults like babies. Um, but the excuses that women make for why someone's not showing up or why their relationship's going nowhere and that's self-abandoning, that's self-sacrificing like that is why the relationship's going nowhere is because you're not holding anybody accountable to the standards that you set for yourself. And there are some men who don't want to change, right? There are some men who never want to grow up. And hopefully you're listening to this podcast because you do, right? And you're doing things differently and you're, you know, you don't want to make excuses for yourself anymore. Like that's, that's kind of wrapped like dead end relationships and you end up in that because you're either making excuses for yourself, right? Like I don't want to start over. Dating's really hard. Like I, you know, don't want to put forth the effort on hiring a coach. And then that's why you're unhappy partnered with the excuses you make for your man, right? We're as adults, adults are resourceful. Adults are creative. Adults are accountable. We can make choices now. Children can't, but adults can. So if a man is actively doing nothing for his mental health, for his life, around his job, he's choosing it. What's that line? You probably know what I think it's like, whatever you're not changing, you're choosing. That's it. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're not changing, you're choosing. That's a good, like, 
in your face how to stop making excuses for yourself or other people. They are choosing to not join you in therapy, choosing to not pick up the phone and make plans with you, choosing to not, right? Rather than, oh, it's just hard for them. Okay, do you want to be happy? Do you want to have the kind of relationship you want or do you want to wait around um, for, for someone who's going nowhere? And, and yes, I know we don't have to bad mouth men, you know, but um, even that's why we said like, if he's choosing to smoke weed and play video games, that's what he wants to do. Be choosing to go to the bar every single night. That's what he's choosing to do. Just might not be the guy for you. Yes. Yeah. And I love this, this word choosing, because it's like, then then you're actively participating in hurting yourself over and over and over again. And again, not to blame you, it's to take responsibility for it, right? Because without responsibility for our part and without responsibility for how we're showing up and how like your mind will be a victim of the story and be hurt by the same thing over and over and over again. But it's because you're in this story of thinking this person is going to be different and wishing something different, expectation, disappointment, cycle that just wash, rinse, rinse, repeat. It just goes on over and over and over again. And it's like, wait, are you even seeing this clearly? Because every day you're choosing this relationship or you're choosing to stay having sex with your ex or engaged with this person that you know deep down, at least from this place, is not going anywhere. And that's another thing about unhealthy relational dynamics. What I was talking about earlier of cleaning up your side of the street, because that's the only part you have responsibility or choice over anyways. So cleaning up your side of the street often looks like completely ending the relationship. And sometimes you end up back together one day as, as totally new, as totally new humans. That's like, um, Kylie and Mark, we had them on the podcast. We had them on the podcast a couple of times, but Kylie and Mark Groves, uh, who now have a beautiful little baby boy and an amazing relationship, they split up for six months or eight months or something like that, because there are some patterns that were not breaking and they share this in the episode. And then they took their time apart. She went on a no man diet, which is with Kendra Kunov. She did her some deeper work around her stuff. He did deeper work around his stuff. They got re-anchored and then they met for coffee one day without, I think they didn't have the intention of getting back together. Of course, maybe in the back of their hearts one day, but it was, it was a match at this point. And now they're in a beautiful thriving relationship because they cleaned that up, but it did take them separating to clean it up. And having said this, it's like, watch where you're making choices from, right? Because it would be really easy to be like, okay, let's, let's break up or I'm going to stop this and go on my own journey of learning how to love myself, of rebuilding my relationship with myself, of creating a life that feels supportive and good for me. So I don't need this relationship to feed some dramatic need of my (laughs) saboteur and inner child and come back to my sovereignty so that I can get him back. Right. So that we can be back together one day. Like you just have to watch for that part, that sneaky part of your mind, that's going to keep it for the other person or to get the relationship to work one day, you, there are 8 billion people on the planet. You are a queen. Like you do not need to waste your time on breadcrumbs on little bits. Like it, it's never going to feel good. And it's such a, it's like a drug addiction. It feels good in the moment. And then you feel like shit the next day. And if you're in that cycle of feeling like you're taking heroin, where you have these really high highs and then really low lows, just know that that is I mean, that's our brainwashing around what love is, this dramatic, intense, crazy, 
high chemistry thing where it's like you feel amazing and then shitty five minutes later or a day later. That is the old paradigm. And if you keep ending up in cycles like this, it's not just a mindset shift. So the, the last thing is this is childhood trauma. There's something called trauma reenactment that this was my, this was me. This is why on again, off again, relationships happen. So you haven't listened to that episode about on again, off again, relationships, go listen to that episode. This is why some of you are getting super attached to someone you just met and then like falling apart to, you know, two weeks later when you realize they're not for you. And then you keep doing it again and dating the same person again and again, trauma reenactment is when your physiology says oh, this per- I can get this person to love me, get this person to be different, and then I will be healed. It's essentially the unfinished business of your childhood. I was on again, off again with my ex 17 times because that's what I was doing. I was saying to myself, if I could just get Jamie to be different, then I will be whole. Yes. Then my childhood will be healed. So if you're in these dead-end relationships, this isn't about lack of self-love or lack of self-worth. This isn't about not only being programmed by our old paradigm and relationship culture, but it's looking at, whoa, I am not standing up for myself. I'm not being assertive. I don't know how to express what I need in the first few dates and share my vision. And I keep trying to change men. Something's happening. I need help. (laughs) You don't need a book about dating advice, right? You need to listen to the new truth podcast and then say, I need the deeper inner work that will help me stop this behavior because that's how I stopped. I did the deeper work to then when he, he asked me to get back together, my friends, like there, he asked me again, we almost began the cycle again, but I had healed. So then I looked at him and said, no, Right. And it is all the way back to what Kate just said about when you're in the queen, like you'll just stop wanting it. You're not going to be interested. Healing happens. No one is doomed. You know, I had a a friend the other day um, who's in this dynamic about trauma reenactment, and she just kept saying, I just have to deal with this. Maybe I'm not cut out to date. Like, I really want to remind you that if you're listening to the podcast, Kate and I have been doing this both over 10 years. No one is doomed. No one is so broken that they cannot change their relationship patterns. No one is, and certainly no one is destined for a dead end relationship, right? But it's that the accountable place has to be, wow, I do have a part in this. Wow. Something is happening for me. Wow. I keep trying to get men to change. I keep choosing alcoholic men or abusive men, or I keep being in dissatisfactory relationships and I don't know how to stop it. That is a call to the work of healing. And it's not, oh, just love yourself. It's it's deep inner transformative work that says my wholeness has been touched, right? Like I can show up in the world from radiance and confidence and have standards and boundaries for myself. I mean, the amount of women who don't know how to be assertive, like to, to speak, you can't have a healthy relationship without assertiveness, without knowing how to speak for yourself. Right. And, and we have, I mean, people do not know how to communicate these days really, but you know, I, I like, please know, you know, it does, it starts and ends with you around the patterns, but the way out of dead end relationships is that right. Is no more excuses, no more t- for yourself either, no more tolerating bad behavior and no more hiding who you are. Because if you are not being authentic on the first few dates of with what you want and what you're interested in and what you dream about and what makes you laugh and what you love, 
you're not available, right? Pretending to be someone you're not, you know, last week we talked about performing. If you're performing, you're not emotionally available, right? That's another reason why you can end up in dead end relationships. But the gift is you can actually stop this. Like that's the moral of the story of this episode. Like here's why, and here's how to stop it. So it doesn't have to be your story anymore. No one is destined for this. You're not, you're just not, no one's destined to be alone. No one's destined to struggle and love forever. Like no one's destined to keep repeating the same patterns. The good news is if, whoa, I can see the pattern that's happening over and over again. Now I can do something about it. Yes, exactly. And there's, I think of relationships too. There's two types of relationships, hurting relationships and healing relationships. They're either a, an opportunity to heal when both people, when both people are participating, if someone else is, if someone else is not participating, you're not in a relationship. And so like, just remember you are choosing it. I am choosing this. I am. Cho- you said that on one episode a long time ago, which I loved. You said, you said to a client every day for 30 days, you had oh, her yeah. wake up in her marriage and say, I'm choosing this. And eventually she left, I think you said, Um, But it's like having that remembering every time, like get out your journal and reflect on the relational dynamic, let your saboteur vent all the things you're complaining about this person and how he's not showing up for you. And then write, I am choosing this. How does it feel to be in this? Because you're creating it, you're choosing it not to blame you, but you do have choice. And yes, healing is super important, especially if you have lots of trauma. And our insecure parts choose these things. And if that's what you were modeled growing up, you know, your mom tolerating table scraps or other people around you. It's like, there's so many reasons for it. And I think as women, like we're just so deprived of pleasure and of feeling good. So, you know, getting these little hits and, and the fantasy of like, Oh, someone's choosing me in this moment. Someone likes me in this moment. And then you're, you're that little girl gets hooked in because she wants another hit of validation. But when you're, when you know yourself and you're just rooted in who you are, which takes, it's a journey. It takes, it takes committing to yourself and investing in yourself and working in with someone like Kathy. Catherine and I doing the deeper healing and the deeper work to know yourself. When you are dating from that place, you don't, you just don't tolerate bullshit in your life. You don't even attract it. It's just like, it would fall away so quickly because you're not, you're not, you know, desperate for another hit of a high. You just are anchored. You already feel rooted. You feel whole there. Like there's always a whole part of you and there's a wounded little girl. And it's like, what part of you is making your choices? You get to choose and you are amazing. So you deserve to show up fully for yourself and then someone will show up fully for you. So no more dead end relationships. No more, <laughs> no more scrubs. I don't want scrubs. Go play <laughs> that sure. song, yes. dance it out and spread, this, spread the love to all your sisters who are in need of this message. Um, <laughs> might be an obvious sign, like <laughs> sending this episode to your friends. Oh, I think your relationship's not going anywhere. Um, but share the love and we'll see you in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We love you and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.